Hey there. This episode of Driving While Awesome is brought to you by Heel and Toe Apparel. Go to heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA to get uh, 20% off your purchase of fine shirts and other things like that. It's Driving While Awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grimes. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> well, we're live. Live and direct. Hey! No, no. This is Driving Well Awesome. My name's Warren. I'm Brian. He didn't learn. Right. I'm Lane. I'm Art. I was about to go for it because I knew I'm, I'm sitting right there. But you didn't do it. Yeah. yeah I was about. I was going to do it. But then I didn't do it. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm good. Sunday edition. This is the Sunday edition. We had a busy domingo, week. Domingo, domingo. Post-Monterey Car Week. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. We survived. Week. We did. We didn't do that was, much, huh? And we did a lot. Well, since we last talked to the pit folks. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess so. I skipped Pebble, and I felt great about it. Yeah? I Why? know. There Tell isn't... me how you're feeling. Well, I had, uh, you know, with social media, you get pretty overloaded. I had uh, Tom went down there and sent me a bunch of pictures from the Thursday tour, yeah. so I saw a lot of the cars. Um, after doing the Porsche party on Friday night, and just going back and forth a couple times. Yeah. Just seeing cars on the street and stuff. Yeah. I felt like I had got my fill. Yeah. That's how I felt. I know. Not that much excites me at Pebble. And uh, besides, you know, it's a beautiful setting and stuff. But I, it would be hard to be excited about three to $700 as well. No, I will. I would never have paid. I, but, I'm just saying, you know. But even the concept lawn, that they, they usually have something pretty interesting that I want to see There wasn't person. anything that cool, huh? The coolest thing was that Mercedes convertible but it's pretty boring yeah i mean i think pictures did it justice and the z4 concept yeah car I, or whatever. I didn't like that at all i'm i'm out on those yeah that's and there was way some too big lamborghini with a bunch of fins and wings oh and like stuff. inventador s or something i don't even know what it was did you see that thing art no i didn't see it. is it like another sesto uh, elemento kind of thing i think it's just the inventador s and it kind of looks like a um maybe i'd have to look it up but it was just you know gaudy horrible yeah. thing uh one um, question so what did, did tom show something no 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 he just went down on thursday and, and watched the cars drive by um through carmel which he does every year and that that's always a good one i mean it's free and you get to see the the pebble beach cars actually moving which you don't always get to if yeah. you go to the show although i feel like a lot of those car those older cars it's about the details and I'd want to like look at them more. You're right, but there's something to be said for hearing for sure a car coming around the corner and it's like yeah. you know, and it's just being part of the event, kind of. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. Um, anyways, why don't we do a little project car updates if everyone has one, and then yeah. we can get right into Monterey Car Week. I got a couple. I'll just knock off real quick. Uh, I finished that ignition tune up on my car on the E30. And then I did, I pulled spark plugs and one of them, number six cylinder was pretty fouled. So I replaced the plugs, wires, cap and rotor. Yeah. Um, and 
It's not quite perfect. Still missing. I think fuel related. I think that number six injector is slightly lazy because mm-hmm. after I did that, I listened again to all of them, and the the other five are like, and this one's just doesn't have the same fire to it. Could be you try just throwing some cleaner in or something. I've been pretty good about that. I I will try that. Um, but the you injectors might, are, I've never touched them. It might be worth sending them out. I Dr. know. Injector, injector in like San Rafael or something. Right. There's you a do few. do all the stuff for the Specky 30 guys. There's a few methods for that for sure. Um, they're also not, test them and like match them and stuff. Like yeah. That. I think the trick is to get the proper injectors from a junkyard or what have you and then send them to that guy. So there's no downtime. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe you get a smattering, like you get, uh, 10 of them or something, if possible. Yeah. So that he can pick the ones that all match. Right. It's also a bit difficult to determine which ones my car has without pulling it out. So I might, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm headed, but I, I leave for a trip tomorrow and the car is basically going to sit until I get back and figure it out. But at first I was like, oh, that, that's definitely, it is better for sure. Okay. But it's still, when it's cold, first start, and I get going, like, first gear. Could it just be a vacuum hose or something? You check all of them? Yeah, I sprayed it all you down. You sprayed some stuff? Yeah, some nothing, water nothing stuff. changed. Hmm. Or you just sprayed some uh, carb cleaner yeah, or something? Yeah, carb clean. Are so, you just getting really nitpicky about it? No, it's You're, new. It's a new thing. And uh, it's funny how fast your mind goes to, well, I, I need a new motor. Uh, I should go find a, you know. Really? Your mind uh, gets there? Pretty much, it's like my like car has three hundred plus thousand miles. The odometer has been broken for ten years. Dude, get that thing built, man! <laughs> right? It's like, well, shit. Uh, you know, yeah, but your I'm, compression's good and everything. Have you, yeah, have I've you ever done that. a head, head gasket? Or yeah, head yeah, yeah, I rebuilt a head and everything. But you know, it's coming up on a clutch. I have that limited slip. I could put in. You know, it's stuff that starts to. Do you think, well, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, Would you ever put a cam in it and do some fun stuff? Yeah, I could see that. I could see doing that. But uh, I'm not there yet. I just, it's it's just funny when you, you start to think like, well, fuck, maybe the bottom end's finally given up and yeah. something's going on there. And uh, But no, I don't think that's what's going on. So uh, anyways, it it's back on the road. It's driving. It's, it's fine. It's just not perfect. Mm. So we'll get back to it. When I get back from the trip. Right. Um, yeah, I was hoping that would solve it. I know. It is better. I mean, it felt good to do it, but uh, not out of the woods yet. Stuff. Wait, how long are yeah. you going to be gone, uh, Warren? I leave for Europe tomorrow for two and a half weeks. So then wow. why two and a half weeks? What about the podcast, man? I know. I'm out, dude. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to have to soldier on. You got some good guests. You're not going to call from a riverboat cruise in uh, Essen? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I know. Wi-Fi I, I don't status? have your level of de- dedication or ADD. I don't know what it is that you are driven it's by. It's a but... hybrid. Um, but uh, wait a minute, so DD. Warren, why not have someone at the shop pull the injectors and ship them out to Doctor DJet or whatever that guy's name is? And, yeah, like, while you're while you're gone, yeah. I you know I kind of have to pay for that whole process. I wouldn't just expect someone to do that for free. Yeah, and, you'd want to do it after work. And yeah, stuff. and then my car is basically in and out of the shop, being pushed and parked next to cars that are moving all the. Pl- I'd rather just cover it in my driveway, drive it into the shop when I get home, and work on it. And you have other cars too, and your yeah. commute's like less than a mile. I so. should walk to work. It's not really. a big deal, right? <laughs> no, yeah. it's not a big deal. I'd rather, I kind of rather do it myself too, yeah. because uh, I'm a tinkerer, and the people I work with are mechanics. Mm-hmm. They're ripping and tearing. Yeah, and if they see something that's kind of worn out, it's like, oh, that's trash. You need a new one of those. And and I'm not that way, so I'll kind of take it slow. And 
time is money with them. And yeah, you're exactly. Kinda, you're down to just kind of methodically figure this thing out. Yep. And yep. Uh, it'd be a nice experience, too. I haven't messed with them in a long sense. time. So. Yeah. Tell me this, Warren. Do you keep spares? Like your uh, spark plug wires? Probably still good. Do you keep those? No. I, I toss those. Yeah. I toss those because I couldn't foresee a moment where I'd need to reuse those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I did keep like a couple little things, you know, pieces, trim and stuff like that. I'll keep. Yeah. I wish I had more spares actually, but, uh, yeah. So that's but those are, idea. those are wear items. Exactly. So exactly. I don't kind of, you're, you're just I'm not going to use an old spark plug yeah, or something like yeah. it just doesn't make sense. You get to that level and you need some help. If I lived like in the middle of nowhere, maybe I would, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but I can get parts pretty quick. Uh, I forgot to say some stuff. Actually last week I didn't have any project updates. Yeah. But I did, but I did get like my card tied back together, and I never talked about it actually. So uh, I got the header on, I got the exhaust all kind of kind of up, and uh, got the car back running. And did I? I don't think I talked about Not that. Not really. Huh? I think I don't think had, I talked about well, it you, at all. You'd, you'd, you'd driven it this short distance, and you mentioned. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned in, on Instagram that you had that's a right. pull. It was pulling, and it's not pulling at all. It isn't. No Your tire it, pressure. It's, it's not pulling. It's just like the steering's a little wonky. You haven't aligned it yet. And I haven't aligned it, and a lot of people are saying it might be caster. Well, go get aligned, and then yeah. you think, yeah, and yeah. then you can worry about it. But yeah, probably needs that. But I need to look at it more, too, see if anything else is bent or anything. Right. So, uh, yeah, so the steering's a little weird right now. It's like it doesn't like to return to center, and it doesn't feel very lively. I think that's alignment. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That'll definitely help. I I think faster has a lot to do with returning to center, doesn't it? Maybe. I don't know. I think so. And it's like it just feels a little tougher and not like – when it's right, it's it's a very like live front end and it's playful. You know, it just feels light. And right now it doesn't feel like that. Like mm. it feels tough, not very confident, but it, it tracks perfectly straight and it's like smooth and all that stuff. So yeah, I got it running, I drove to Monterey Car Week and all that, and it's all it's all uh it's all working all well. You and also didn't mention your new Easter egg. I did that after the last podcast. Yeah. So before works reunion on th- on Friday, Thursday night, I put um, some Porsche graphics on the side of my car. And super gangster. So lower door area. Lower door area. It just says Porsche. orange Porsche reverse script graphics to tie it in with the front. Um, it looks good. I think it looks pretty good. I'm I'm not one to. <laughs> it's funny because I bought them on a whim, like on my phone at night one night, just because I saw they had orange. I don't know. I was looking for something else, and I saw these orange Porsche graphics, and it's for the you know multiple cars, right? And I'm I'm kind of always like, eh, do I really need to say Porsche huge? Like it's it's kind of cheese, a little cheesy to me. Uh, but the fact that they had orange and I felt like I had a good chance it would be a close match. Just a close match would be 
you know, be pretty cool. And it ends up, it's like basically a perfect it's match, like, dead, so, on. like right. dead on. Like you put the you put the film on the bumper, and it would it would hot it would blend in. I assumed you had those made because it was such a close yeah, match. Yeah, I was just eBay fine huh. from Automobile Atlanta. They were like fifty bucks or something. So I put I I slapped those on Friday night Dude, or by Thursday the way, night. That seems really stressful getting that lined up. So stressful. Yeah, I was thinking about it all day. That's, got, that's like a three person job. Yeah. You have two people holding it, and then one person... I had to tape it. I had my brother help me. Uh, Blaze came over and helped me. Yeah. But it was like taping it and then trying to get it kind of right and, you know, level and stuff and doing it all by eye. Like, I didn't do any measuring or anything. Uh, but it turned out pretty decent. Yeah, it looks good. And uh, I think it did tie it together and stuff, and I... I brought it to Works Reunion, and I parked it on the lawn in the concourse and didn't get asked to move, so that was cool. <laughs> but another discovery, my hood is super wavy now from the accident. Oh, dang. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> and it, it's really bumming me out. Oh, no. Because, so, the hood obviously attaches to that header panel. That's where it goes in, and when, when the impact happened... It didn't it, hit the hood, but it hit that. It didn't hit the hood, but panel. it moved that, and it it kinked the hood enough to where it has like a big, almost like a dent in the middle top, and then it has a couple wavy spots because it it didn't have anywhere to go, and it just kind of just wrinkled wrinkled a little bit. Bummer. Shit. So it, I can't tell. I mean, I didn't look. Super you can't. I mean, in, and in dead sunlight, it looks totally fine. And I have these two positive dents as well from like. I don't even know what happened, although from when it was being worked on and stuff, because it does. I don't have hood shocks on it yet, uh, so people probably putting sticks and I mean whatever. But um, it, it's one of those things like every time when it's golden hour, morning or night, you see the right. waviness, and it just frustrates out. Shit, of me, because so. the bodywork that was done to it before your full paint job, that the hood was, it was a super large, nice. Yeah, well, it was a large part of the work. It was a yeah. huge part of it. So. I don't know what I'm going to do now. It, it's one of those, it's kind of like, it's kind of wearing on me a little bit where it, it it's frustrating to me to see that yeah. waviness and stuff. But you can always put the feelers up for another hood. Yeah. We'll see what the next uh, solution is or what the next move is. Yeah. But for now, um, yeah, the car is what it is. That's right. So yeah. sticker talk. Um, I feel like you have a gap to fill underneath that Porsche script. Hmm. Like, like it should be orange underneath there. Oh wow, that's crazy! Like, kind of like that little model that you have up on your shelf. <sighs> Let's see this thing. Oh, it, it has white down there. It yeah. feels like it's kind of floating in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. What about like a smaller orange pinstripe underneath it? Yeah, you could do something like that. Um, um, the thing is, below it is all it. So on 944s, it's all the pebbled finish. Oh, it's yeah. like rock guard. Yeah, so you can't really put anything down there. So uh, going, oh, so going on the sticker talk theme. Um, are you still are you going to vinyl up like the rear bumper or or what are you? What, yeah, what's the plan Thanks. there? Yeah, uh, I'll probably paint it, but I wouldn't vinyl it. Because I was yeah, thinking it, for it a second, seem, like definitely like painting would be ideal, around. but I think painting would be the best. But like I was thinking almost like doing the center of it like orange like extending that side graphic well uh, my original idea was remember just to do like a vinyl stripe yeah but like smaller um, though right yeah well yeah it would be like where the black rubber was on the original euro bumper yeah 
be like a strip of orange, but that would have to perfectly line up with the side, and I don't know if it does. Mm. Yeah. So I, I have to look at it more. But for now, somewhat presentable. Um, it's still still not like what I want it to look like, definitely. And I I do want a Euro bumper because the U.S. bumper kind of bothers me. But at least it's on the road. Um, I can focus on getting an alignment now and stuff like that. So yeah. Do you play yeah. um on the road again by uh, Hot Hot Heat now? No, I don't. Oh, I okay. don't. Just wondering. No, nope. never played it. Uh, Brian, you got anything? Um, yeah. So today I got a call from a podcast listener, Garrett Lee, mm-hmm. eighty-five or sixty-five or something. Uh, <laughs> might be interested in the Mercedes project. Oh, sweet! Show uh, me the show me the money. Yeah, basically. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I probably did. He he called before I put it up on BAT, uh, saying that he might be interested. But um, after considering it a little further, he bailed out. Uh, but he was happy to hear that the cars were still available on, on the last podcast or whenever I said. Um, so, yeah, we chatted today, and he's going to think about it still. Is but, he local? Uh, Los Angeles or San Diego. Okay. So he's already got it. He's got a buddy uh, who's uh, more of a straight-up mechanic who's done – he said he's done, like, 50 motor swaps in the past. They've messed with uh, water-cooled VWs mostly. Um, but they would drive up in a sprinter van, try to trash, uh, recycle the W116, we'll pull the parts, put the parts in the sprinter van, recycle the 116, and then take the, uh, the blue car down. It'd be that do hard it. to do. I mean, you get a nice trailer dolly, you take the recycle yeah. car down to the junkyard, drop it off, come back, pick up the blue car. And... Yeah, and I've done it before down at Moss Landing. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, a, I, a I don't haul. know. I have to look at the details, or he he's going to call them. But um, like you have to have the title, and I don't know. I have that, but it's not my name. I don't know. If, I, I don't expect there'd be any issue there. But yeah, you just have to t- have the title number, and they'll get the ball rolling. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if there's any closer than that. Maybe San Jose. Mm, I don't think it's any closer. It's not closer, but yeah, that's that's actually an easier one. But there's also uh, Watsonville. There's one in Santa Cruz. There's a couple that might take it on. Yeah. So so that'd be cool. And uh, more detail. He says uh, he's done this before. Uh, he'd give me the first right of refusal after he put oh. it together. He's basically like, I don't. Need, need, I have a lot of cars. I don't need these. You know, I kind of enjoy just doing the project. But he wants to complete your project. Yeah. And then you could buy it from him. Get, dude, and I was so stoked on that. Wow. <laughs> Idea. What a turn of events. Yeah. Like, Brian's going to get someone to build his car. I well, mean, I figure that's a very big long shot. But it is a long shot. And it'll it's be... out, in talking to him, it sounds like he's got his situation set up. He's done quite a few projects before. and Awesome. Uh, Dude, yeah, I, I'd, be really, I'd be really stoked to see it. This is an amazing, uh, it'd be so yeah. rad. I so, would be so stoked. You know, super fresh, but he did talk to me before, and this is the second time he called me. So, uh, cool, it'd, dude. It'd be cool if that worked out. That's good news. Um, Skylark News. Uh, I installed the bumper sticker. That's the worst newspaper in the country, by the way. Sky- Skylark. Skylark News. <laughs> Skylark News. I'd rather read, I don't it comes know. Out weekly, and it's printed on uh, regular Xerox paper. <laughs> Um, butcher paper. <laughs> so I put, I installed, uh, the Luganaseka sticker. I'm not so sure about the sticker placement. It feels a little weird the way the bumper is bumped. You know, it's all just kind of bent a bumper, right there. dude. But 
Get a freaking bumper. Whatever. That's not my main project update. Um, the freaking uh, I I had a low tire. Uh, uh, driver's side rear tire oh, is low. Fuck. Here we go. Tire Art, story. do you want to help him with the story? Oh, or? I ordered new um, rear tires for my GTI too. Good job, Lane. Um, I'm not going to take a long art, art stop time you. here unless you keep harassing me, and then it's going to take longer. Okay, Warren is silent. I will continue. Uh, so these fucking hubcaps are slicing oh. my uh, valve stems. Oh shit! Really? Uh, hubcaps are slicing. The <laughs> so there, you put a hubcap on. Yeah. And there's a little hole for the yeah. And the yeah. hole's thing. too small. So I noticed a low rear tire. I thought it was actually because I have a ton of shit in the trunk. I removed the stuff. It still looks low. So then I go to check the pressure, and I can't get the freaking cap off because it's pinned against the... So is this, does the hubcap shifted? Have it slid around? All four are messed up. Wow. Ah, so you're probably running low. To me. You're probably running low pressure, which is pushing the hubcaps oh, around. Oh, yeah. On your windy-ass roads. Dude, it... I don't know. Do you they when you put those hubcaps on, they are so freaking tight. I know, but that a uh, fucking four thousand pound car pressing down on those tires. You think it's turning the hubcaps? I think it's pressing the the Where, tire. Well, but the, it's weird, dude. Because well, it only like, weighs like three thousand pounds. Whatever. I don't know what how much it weighs, but yeah, how else could it be happening? I guess is my well. My one theory is that it was installed incorrectly, so they I may not have noticed at the time. But, oh, uh, uh, if they weren't installed so that it was perfect and and it was going right through without making contact, uh, if there was any angle at all, then over time it's worn. Right. And and now it's lower pressure. You know, over time it's worn, it starts to get a little leak, and then it just gets worse because it's low pressure, and maybe that tweaks the valve stem even more. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I don't know. The incorrect installation is an I, angle I, I, I think that has to be it. And it's crazy because it I got those tires a long time ago, and it's just now. Yeah, happening. right, right, right. So but, um, um, is the whole, like, smaller for like maybe like an older style valve stem that they had back in the day like do you feel like you have to drill it out to make it safer or like no well so i talked to the tire shop today i sent them pictures and i was like this is a, a little weird but what do you guys think and so they're like oh yeah i mean I, you know obviously let's replace the valve stems and they said one thing that we could do is they actually make sleeves that go over the valve stem there you go so that if there is any misalignment even more you don't heavy have to duty. worry about it old valve stems were always metal too right oh and that these might are be rubber true. valve stems that might be these are rubber yeah yeah that might be true so anyways you could also get a dremel and just hone out that hole a little, little bit more the, or even the, put a little hubcaps. protection around the hole dude I see it as an excuse to take those fucking hubcaps off. Well, get Dude, some real I, wheels then. You knew that was what of was course. going after. You want the shitty shit shit. <laughs> shitty shit shit. I just don't want my valve stem sliced. Oh, man. yeah, Dude, totally. Take a Dremel with a little... <laughs> On the stainless on thing, dude. Put the fucking Wait, yeah. sleeve. Put the sleeve. No, put the sleeve on. I don't need to fucking open up that. That's gonna be, be super so tanky, easy dude. to do. It. No, By the way, perfect. When we're talking about putting a sleeve on a valve stem, it's a very obscene gesture. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but you can hone out those. Try holes to do it at home. You can right hone now. out those holes in like five minutes, and it would. That's look obscene perfect. too. What you're doing. <laughs> stop with the obscene <laughs> gestures. Honing out holes and putting Make sleeves on a stem. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like a, a relatively easy fix. It one does. Way, one way or another. And those hubcaps will live on for another 50 years. In so, the trunk. So help us. In the trunk. Just get other wheels. 
If you're gonna, I, get I rid do, of I do want other wheels. Yeah. Now, now I got to wear out these tires. So. Okay. There you go. Um, uh, I'm waiting for the big, the big Artsky Labartsky. Le, Let me before I pass to Art. Uh, just in the saga that is starting of replacing the Jeep Grand Cherokee someday, maybe within the next three years. I'm putting a long timeline. Okay. On this. Uh, I was researching Toyota Sienna minivans. Yeah. On to you, Art. Whoa! On the, and on that bombshell, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So 2002. Uh, get right to it. Uh, it's supposed to be almost kind of done. Uh, there was a thing about uh, fuel pressure uh, where they changed the, the fuel pump to an electric fuel pump, uh, and you know they went and like were test driving it and everything, and everything seemed okay initially, but then it turns out that there was too much pressure. They um, had to get a regulator shipped in, um, and then the tech that's working on my car was on freaking on holiday, uh, and he just got back, and so like they're wrapping up the car today and tomorrow it looks like. So fingers very crossed. I might have a car by the end of this week. Um, but um, it looks like it's pretty dialed. Let's just, let's just, just say maybe, by the end of weeks. next month. There's, there's no rush, Art. Take it easy. <laughs> September, <laughs> end of September. End yeah. of September is what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm going no later than this coming Monday. That's right. that's where I that's what I feel like based on what I'm hearing. Yeah, uh, so, I mean you got a boy on the inside, so you should know. That's true. Yeah. So uh, that's where that's at. Uh, um, I did get the BBS hub ca- little center caps. Uh, they they arrived today from Serbia of all places. Saw it's, it's saw so, the awesome video. So sad, dude. You're just sitting at home getting hubcaps, just like wanting to put these on a car. Swat, so bad. Like just I just like there. play with the wheels. Like, I built like a little go-kart like out of wood just like with like dowels and then um and I just put the wheels on there, roll around the garage just to like do something with them, you know. Um Art, I know that's not true. Uh <laughs> what are you, what are you going to do with your car when you get it? Like are you going to immediately put it up for sale cuz you're sick of it or what what's gonna happen? I know, right? I actually did feel like that for a second. Um, I kind of hated it for a little bit, to be honest. And then I realized that I'm blaming the car, and it's not its fault. Um, so uh, no, dude, I'm pretty excited to actually get in it and freaking drive it. Like, I mean, the car ran like shit, like since day one. So I'm pretty excited to see what it's like, like, like with a proper tune and with good carbs and everything. All right, guys, he's gonna play it by ear. If if he likes driving the car, he'll keep it for a month or two. Exactly. He yeah. hates, if he if Best he's if he's like very disappointed. With how it drives, it'll be on BAT He's next week. Pretend like he likes it, and then yeah, put it on BAT in a month or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm really amped on putting the damn wheels on it though. Like, I mean, they've been sitting here, and I want to yeah. try these tires out. Um, you gonna lower it too, or what are you? Well, doing? it's already lowered. Um, I just need to put oh, proper okay. springs on it. Um, oh, it's gonna look so good with those wheels and those fresh Pirellis. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna look nice, so that's a uh, dialed. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, hope- hey Brian, you got new tires too? You didn't even mention. Oh yeah. What? Brian got new tires. No, I didn't. No. For the Gambler. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Fiesta, oh, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Dude, I just do what we do with that lane. Elephant never forgets. That Festiva is just It was not- today. <laughs> it was the last post on our Instagram. Uh, yeah, you haven't talked about the Gambler in a while. But well, let's not cut off art. Let's not yeah. the Gambler either, but... Oh, well, the, I mean, no, oh, I, I sorry, do want to hear sorry. about these tires. I did see they're super knobby, and I saw I, I was like swiping through, and I saw something Ford Rally something rather. So, what are they? No, that was just me trying to make a joke. I don't know if it was a very good one. <laughs> um, yeah, they had straight UTV tires, twelve inch rims, and they look super wide. Like I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> so the, are I don't those going to fit? You're gonna have to cut those fenders, right? Oh, definitely going to cut the fenders. Uh, how are they going to even mount to the wheel? I though? think. 
I know. Pat is expecting that we're going to get two-inch spacers to make it work. Two inches? <laughs> yeah. That's going to snap here. off the first oh, thing you shit, hit. on those oh, weak all hubs. Haters, we're going to be just look, tread on all of your all, all of your backs, dude. Just rolling over the haters with that Festiva. It's pretty much wow. like a freaking Iceland car now, right? It is. Iceland truckers. How are you going to still call it Festiva? <laughs> Festiva. <laughs> yes. We're never going to call it Festiva. Festiva for the rest of us? Um, yeah, what what the hell is Festiva, anyways? What, what does it it's even mean? Like half doesn't mean half shit. Kind of like a party, kind of a party. It's kind of a party. It's like party ish. It's like a yeah. mullet, dude. I don't know if it will be called a Festiva when we're done with it. Yeah. Oh, the, here's a new idea. Oh, Tom. How about the Bro Steva? Okay. Not bad. Yeah. The Dway Steva. Dwa Steva. No. no Tom, Tom's underscore Alec. Great idea. Uh, I was talking to, you know, just about like what we're going to do and kind of stuff we need. And I was mentioning that we should probably get some of those like max track grippers things for when we get stuck. Oh, it's right. It's just the plastic yeah. things that you throw on the ground and drive over. Um, he's like, dude, you should just get a ladder and bolt it to the roof. And when you get stuck, you just drive on the ladder. Ladders are kind of expensive. They're think, really expensive. Yeah. They are kind of. I, but maybe we could find a bus. I mean, at my house. In There's the forest, no such thing as a busted up ladder. In the forest, we have oh, a, you, you uh, own a ladder. an extension ladder, aluminum extension ladder that's busted in two. It won't go back together. There you go. It's Why is it in your bent. forest? Dude, Why? <laughs> Why? So shit goes to die, dude. I, I mean, that's a really big question, Warren. I know. This is a different uh, podcast. Asking it makes me think that you don't understand what forest life is all about. <laughs> I certainly do not. But why uh, is that E thirty exhaust in the forest? We will get to it. We'll get hey, to so back podcast. to art. I guess I'm sorry for derailing this podcast. Uh, cool story. Cool forest story, Hansel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, like really harsh transitions. I know. I know. We're going back and forth. But That's when art's a... on. We're not in in the studio. I know. It's, well, this is actually here's tough. a little pun for you. This is art house style. Huh? Huh? Like that one? Uh-huh. Anyone? Uh-huh. Oh, no, I love it. Nope. Um, Not going laughing. back and forth like this. Uh, flashback sequences. Uh, so, oh, um, actually, here's a big one. Sense. You guys ready? You guys ready? Sale pending on the NSX. Oh, my God. What? It is hip, hip, uh, going to Alex Porter. About time, uh, dude. Trailer. That's what it's. That's what it's. I talked to like. Alex about it at, at a works reunion. Oh, really? Dude. I. Yeah. I I will go on record right now. This is a bad idea. This this is what it sounds like when a guy is selling a totally great car. Exactly. For no reason. You're I think it's a great blow, idea. You're blowing it. No, I I support this idea. Get yeah. something more interesting. Art blows through cars. It's not a big deal. He goes through cars every year to two years. Why is it a bad idea? He changes. Cars See, I he think he wants cereal. he want, Warren wants you to be like him and just keep no. a car for twenty years. <laughs> no, I do not. I just think that is the perfect car for you, dude. It's not about that. I know. Art, I'm Art just telling you, my I am an expert in automotive opinion, hmm. especially my own. Especially and that's yours. what I'm telling you. It's definitely, um, I can see, you know, maybe in the next, like, you know, five years where, like, you know, the, the, the NSX could become super valuable. And, but, I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I, the way I see it is, like, the 993 situation. Like, it's like, if I really, really want another one, I'll just go get one. But the idea is I'm trying to experience it all, man. And I have limited it's space. Art, yeah. But you don't he even know what you're going to experience. Of, he's the poster child of Yoho. I know, but he doesn't even have something he, I mean, you have doesn't a matter, but he has dude. the cash, he can find yeah. something. He's got so many things that he likes. Yeah. 
The world's his oyster. You better fucking impress us with your replacement. That's all I got to say. And it's oh, going to be really right. hard to do. Yeah, I, I want to see a really nice PT cru- Cruiser Turbo. Yeah, at least a convertible. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll definitely go. Yeah, I was thinking, well, along the, like that, along those lines, rather, um, the Chevy SS uh, pickup truck. Yeah. There was, yeah, but you uh, can't get wood paneling on one of those, so I say PT Cruiser. Well, exactly. One of those at the Carmel Conquerors on the toy. I could tell Oh, that was a sweet one, yeah. Dude, okay. um, Drew was telling us like it was actually a really well-constructed car. I don't think he went Some that bullshit. far. Art doesn't even like getting cars for driving. Oh, snap. I'm not oh, saying that shit. in a bad way. I'm not Shots saying fired. Bad way. I think that it's there's pure a lot, aesthetics. There's a lot of different... He just likes what people like. No, 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 no. (laughs) He wants to impress people. And hear me out. Art's a piece of shit. Hear me out. So I think there's a lot of different reasons to own a car. Some are super practical reasons. Some are you want to do a certain event or whatever. Some people just do it for other people's. What? Some people just... (laughs) (laughs) There's whatever Lance's saying. (laughs) But then, dude, Art, I think... I mean, basically, you're burning through these things. It's about... I don't know. It's about, it's almost like just like learning about the cars and it's like, that's the fun part for you. And so once you've learned about it, you know what modifications are good and you know, you've done the research, like there's nothing more to research. You've just done that. You've, you've gotten what you needed out of it. And it like the fun part for you is nerding out on the details of a new car. It's not because you need, you want a special like, occasional track day weapon and fun back road cruiser. It's like, you want to know everything there is about the NSX and you, you basically just did. And from what I've seen, what from the, in the time I've known art, he likes to buy a car, modify it to his own taste. Yeah. To his own aesthetic, which is, you know, pretty light modifications, but he just wants it a certain little way. Then he, you know, and during that whole process, he drives it and has fun with it. When he's done with that, it only lasts for so long in that in that finished state, and then he wants to move on. Uh, the only car that he hasn't done that with was the M5, and I felt like that was the one car that he was never really that connected to. Yeah. And he never right. felt that inclined to do much to or anything. Because he couldn't, basically. It's yeah. so hard to improve on. Yeah. And aesthetically, what are you going to do to that car, really? And you yeah. know, so he, I felt like he was a little bored with the M5, totally, and because he couldn't really mess with it yeah. and do little things, where you know the 993 did his seats, he did the wheels, the he yeah. lowered it a little bit, you know, did some other Take, little like understands shift the purpose, knob. the original, the fundamental purpose of the yeah. car, and tries to make it more yeah. that. Yeah. Like, you know, where the factory has limitations. Just light, light poking and prodding on, yeah, on it. Without going too far crazy. Yeah. And I think that's super, it's cool that there are all these different little angles in the hobby, you know? And there are people that go a step beyond in that same direction where they're full custom car builders. And it's not, it's not about the car, you know, it's, it's more about I am a metal worker and I want to basically like show what I can do with metal or I'm an interior guy and do that. It's, it's more about like, you have a canvas for displaying your skills that way. And then, you know, art's using this as a canvas to like display restraint and modifications and yeah. just kind of like, and I think art likes, you know, he likes taking pictures of his cars and yeah, kind of playing with them and all that and posting pictures. And then you reach a point where, all right, I posted all the pictures of this car and this is the way I want it. I don't want to change anything else. And, uh, he drives it and then he wants to move on to the next project. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because you you could almost like 
use that. I mean, we have the full list of what Art has already owned. Yeah. And it's, a lot of them were repeats, too, because I think he likes doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. He might want to re-experience that car, but he wants to go through that whole modification project process again as well. Yeah. Or and maybe, maybe make some changes because he didn't, didn't do it. You know, he has right. he likes these other wheels, too, so he wants to put those wheels on the next one he gets. Or it's even like a different color, so it's mm-hmm. a whole new thing. Exactly. Are we right, Art? You're you're pretty spot on, um, except for saying that the driving part doesn't matter because that's a huge component. That we were kidding right there, yeah. douche. Well, no, I didn't say that it didn't matter. I said that that's not why you get the cars. But I mean, no, well, I no, well, look at the cars themselves. The cars. That is a huge in, 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 like incentive, right? Like the the way that yeah, the car drives, cars. like that's like the number one priority, and then everything else comes behind that. I mean, the aesthetics are massive. Well, and all the that, sound is fifty percent. Sound is fifty percent. So I've only got you know forty nine percent, and then the extra one percent is magical. No one knows what it is. Um, it's just uh, the essence of the universe, man. Um, no, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean that's pretty much it, dude. I mean it's it's all about like nerding out on it, like experiencing it, and just as you said, like. I get to a certain point where, like, I don't necessarily want to do anything else. Like, and I mean, I still enjoy to drive it, but like, it, it, I I lose that spark and that like, that excitement of like starting with a clean slate and like going through the process of like via figuring it all out and like learning about the car and doing the research and understanding the history and getting to learn how to drive the car and get connected to it. And then at that point, I'm like, all right, cool, like. I get this thing. Like, I, I want to go try something else, right? Um, so I don't know. That that kind of is it, really, in a nutshell. I mean, um, I don't know. I guess so for some people it's really hard to understand because, like, I, I don't get attached to my cars, and I still haven't found one that I would – I mean, that's the, the ongoing conversation, right? Like, I don't know if I ever will. I, I think it – Warren's just shaking his head over here, by the way. Um, I think it would be cool, I mean, to, to find that one car. I mean, I just have never experienced that, you know, something that I'm so dedicated to that I just can't let go, you know? And a different way to look at it maybe is like, say you are a university professor and you're creating a course, maybe in a four-year you know program on uh, driving dynamics and different theories for building drivers' cars. Like this, you would basically like set this up. Like here, you know, work with these car, try these cars out, modify them, and then you know your uh, list of classes is basically like going through all these different cars, and you go on the front front drive, you know, uh, front engine, front wheel drive. You do the uh, front engine, rear wheel drive, mid engine, rear wheel drive, and you like go through that whole thing, and then you're basically doing that, and you're ba- you're doing it for like free tuition. Like you're breaking even on all these, if not making some money for the most part. See what yeah. you're saying is that I am I am sure. I'm actively He's a professor professing to the world through DWA. Uh, no, well, you're making your own course. Okay, you're, you're one of those weird kids who like writes his own degree thing. Okay, because I'm thinking that this might actually justify my. Um, really strong desire to own a tweed coat with uh with the leather uh elbow patches that would totally be acceptable for what you're doing okay this makes a lot of sense so i think i should just get the freaking jacket already i think we've we have enough of a reason to do it yeah i think you need to have office hours and everything office hours All right, we, i think we need to move on yeah <laughs> i think we need to move on <laughs> Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's where I'm at, dude. So uh, the car is uh, exchanging hands on Friday. Uh, that's oh, the wow. plan. Um, that's cool. I talked to Alex about it at works, and he was seemed pretty excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it's so uh, rad, dude. He like, was asking me, he's like, what do you think about the car? And I'm like, <laughs> it was funny because I'm like, well, you've heard me on the podcast. 
And he's like, yeah, you're probably not the one to ask, huh? I'm like, no, but it's a rad car. It's like a great car and you'd be stoked to own it, own it and everything, you know? So yeah, he's like um, super, super stoked. I mean, which is awesome. Yeah, he says, it's like, like basically exactly what he's looking for. And he wants to put the original wheels on, but, but the 1552s have really grown on him as well. So he wants to keep them and you know, it was, uh, yeah, he was pretty stoked on it. Warren's just shaking his head. He's really weirding me out. <laughs> I think he's falling asleep. I don't understand his, like, lack of comprehension. I think Warren's just really sad because he doesn't want this car to go. It doesn't make any sense to him. Once again, oh, yeah, you'll get to drive it again. No problem. You have plenty of chances. <laughs> Dude, he left, left it with you for so many days. No, like, I, I a, know. You had a I good chance to drive it. it. Yeah. I drove it, but I'm saying... I didn't drive it with the the information I have now. Is like, oh, what did you say think? Gone forever. You didn't say your goodbyes. Yeah, I didn't say my goodbyes. Oh, I'm sorry, Warren. Well, the good news is, uh, he did actually. Did you ever we, drive a nine and three? No, we had this Never. discussion. We had this exact discussion, dream uh, Warren. Alex and I talked about you specifically and said, like, Warren <laughs> is really bummed out that, I'm, that the car's leaving my possession. And he's like, dude, well, oh, he can talk man. to me, man. Like, it'll be right oh, here. Gosh. So, um, you can do that whole thing. Remember, hey, man, my buddy owned that thing. All right, well, I guess fuck the NSX, that piece of shit. Good riddance. Fuck so it, dude. Soulless fucking garbage. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that thing. What's next? Uh, well, how about a Porsche 911? No, how about a 318 Ti cool. with a California top and an S54? I saw spot. one yesterday. Whoa. It was a hoarder who was driving. It oh, was nice. So oh, I gross. Oh. A California top, silver 318 Ti. Um, That's pretty cool. Art sent us a... Duckbill spoiler 1980 911 SC. Yeah. With uh, LED headlights. Yeah. Stupid and, steering uh, wheel. Uh, yeah, Momo Monte Carlo. Which I, I don't like the Monte Carlo. No. I really it looks so like too modern for, way for too those modern cars. For that. Yeah. You do like it, Art? Yeah, I really like it. Huh. I don't feel like it, it ever really fits. Nope. Maybe in like a Volkswagen. Because it's like ergonomic a little bit. And... It looks yeah. too modern, right? Yeah, for that, for that older yeah. Car. But it's like it's a wheel um, from that era, though. Like, I mean, I know, but I never felt like what, it, what, it's got to fit in something. I don't feel like it fits in anything. I had it in my nine nine three. You, you seem to be okay. Yeah, there. it wasn't that great. I really loved it. I can't picture exactly what the Monte Carlo is. I had it's the one Mark Christie had in his nine uh, eleven high school. Oh, I really this, like it's got the thumb. just the way it fits in my hands as well too. Like I don't like like yeah, a perfectly round wheel. I like like the way that it's shaped. Like it's thinner it's when oblong. you grip it, and then it's like yep. yeah, like sort of oval shape. It's like a uh, uh, it's like a modern McLaren wheel. Yes, yeah, like that. do you yeah. do you remember the Momo wheel that was on uh, the Mark II GTI that I sold, Ruben? You had a Sparco in that. The, the, I thought it was a Momo. No. It was terrible, right? That was a shitty one. Yeah, it was a Sparco, and it was red and red and black. I still remember clearly. No, I, I thought it was a Momo, and I was going to ask what model that was, but they it made... was the Momo Spar- by Sparco. <laughs> the old Sparko what's Momo. his name? <laughs> Sparco Momo. Uh, yeah. So, how was your uh, car week, Brian? Since we talked last, uh, you know, just normal commuting to work. Cool, 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 dude. E golf all week. Nice. Yeah. How about yours, Art? It was amazing. Uh, I sat by the beach uh, pretty much the entire time and uh, lounged, feet up, drank stuff and smoked things and had a good time. I did see a, go- a golf cart with knobbies on it. Actually, several. That's cool. That was the extent well, of my car. Bri- you know, 
Warren and I were doing God's work. Yeah. And, uh, trying to keep the machine yeah, rolling just down the, the road. Yeah, keep this DWA machine going. <laughs> Uh, so you, you did a little bit more of that than I did. Uh, we, yeah, we I guess about, so. We talked about concours and yeah. then, and then, uh, you went what? to, uh, Brian's doing weird. Dude, where's thing. my fidget spinner? <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know. It's not here. My though. fingers on Sorry. the bottle. Cap. I should leave one here for you. Dude, I, just, I left it here for myself. Not Sorry. even a just broken drill bit. Took it. I think I grabbed it and was playing with it. I'm playing with this right now, the <laughs> Dude, bottle I'm opener. Like, really? Have a I lost my bottle cap. I was oh, playing with it for a while. I'm going to start on a new bottle cap. Um, ridiculous. I can bring like so a whole box nothing. of drill bits next time. There you go. Fra- I don't think that's safe. Friday, Friday morning, I woke up. I think I was up at like. I'm such an idiot. I woke up at like 2.30. Whoa. Yeah. That's not really waking up. That's just not going to bed. Zombie. And then my daughter woke up because she went to bed super early and she wanted to eat. Oh, my God. You say, no, go to bed. Shut up. She didn't eat the night before because she went to bed. Yeah, you say, whoops, you forgot dinner. dinner. Oh, yeah. Have you met that kid? She fucking snapped my neck. (laughs) (laughs) Judo chop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, She is so strong, dude. It's, like, crazy. Uh, I was trying to battle her, like, my arms versus her legs. She beat me every time. It's crazy. Um, So you got up at 2.30. So I woke up at 2.30 and never went back to bed. And uh, I drove down to um, Salinas for Works Reunion, got down there at 6 o'clock on the dot, set up my booth for uh, M.A. Carbon for my why work. Why Salinas? That's where it is. Salinas? Mm-hmm. No. And why yeah. did it take you till it's 6 a.m.? I left at 5. That was oh. by Laguna Seca. Yeah, Salinas. Oh, well, I guess. It's Monterey. It's Salinas, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, the address is Salinas. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's a golf course right past Laguna Seca. Yeah. Basically yeah. towards Salinas, the city I of guess Salinas. bordering but, right there. I mean, I don't know. The address is all, it's all Salinas addresses. Um, where last year was a Carmelo address. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I showed up there. We had a 991 uh, display car with our carbon parts in it. And then I rolled up and I parked next to the 991. And we had a really cool booth. We were an N booth, and we had a big tree above us. Mm. And the transaxle cars were right in front of us. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah. And then the outlaws were right in front of it, oh. right in front of that, which is kind of cool. How was the uh, How was the biz? Biz, you know, it's fine. Yeah. We had some people stopping by and pressing stuff. the flesh. But I ended up, I got super distracted because I was just talking to former Coastal Range Rally people. Uh, friends of ours stopping by. <laughs> Sounds just right. There was a lot of that, which was really fun. Um, if I named everyone, it would take forever, but I mean, tons of like Eric and Jennifer from the rally and, you know, uh, I'll, David Graham and everyone. Uh, I gave some, uh, uh, Monterey tickets to some people. Uh, Sean Custer stopped by. Laguna Seca tickets. Laguna Seca, yeah. Uh, Sean Custer and yeah, all kinds of people. But uh, my car was right there, basically almost in the concourse. So it was the area where all the cars entered. My car was the 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 car right at the end where oh, they all wow. entered the show. Cool. So if you're taking pictures of the cars coming in, it was like the car right there. You're getting your orange nose in there. Yeah, and I'm I'm my orange nose is just right there on the lawn. And our we shared um the our we we had an end booth, and the right next to us was Hunziger. H-U-N-Z-I-K-E-R. Awesome. Dot com. By the way, we Was forgot Nicholas to do... there? 
We forgot to do a heel and toe apparel ad last one. But oh. I'm glad you brought that up because tomorrow yeah. I leave for two and a half weeks in Europe. And you can't bring everything. You can't bring all your shirts. No, you got to pare it down. And one of the shirts that made the cut, heel and toe apparel. Hell yeah. You might want to make it too, Warren. I, you know what, Brian? I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I might just add one in there for yeah. kicks. I mean, there's Maybe I'll wear two t-shirts they, on the plane. They roll up tight. Yeah, they're nice they and do. thin, but yeah, it's saw, not like the yeah. big heavy-duty Fruit of the Loom stuff no. that you're used to that's taking up like two shirt spots it's, it's, in back. It's no Hanes beefy tee. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an efficient t-shirt. Yeah. It is. I mean, that's one way to look at it. I don't. They don't market it, but I would guess that it's a quick dry T-shirt. That's true. But let's market it right now. It is a quick dry T-shirt. It's also a shirt that like it just looks good no matter what. You know, like those Hanes beefy tees. You you grab them and they're like they feel kind of like dirty even though they're clean. It's like half yeah. cardboard. Yeah. Half yeah. Cardboard. That's yeah. right. And, and when you're representing in a whole other country. Right. Or set of countries, you want to look your best, and you want to put your best foot forward. But you don't want to look like you're overdoing it. You don't want to yeah. probably don't want to do the full button up. And I'm going to uh, several automotive museums. Oh, perfect! And and I may wear one of these shirts. Oh, you should take a selfie with it to one of these museums, and that's a representation of myself. You yeah. know, yeah. driving while awesome, and that's how we feel about them here. I I can uh, back you up. I uh, usually take a heel and toe shirt when I travel. There you go. I need to buy some more. I do too. As well. And I'm going to. Hell yeah. I dude. think I'm going to buy them this week, actually. Okay. I'm not fucking around, dude. I like it. I think you're due. I've been seeing you wearing the same beefy tees for days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Heel and toe apparel dot com forward slash DWA. And that gives you 20% off your order. Uh, you'd just, be a fool not to use that. You'd be, a, code, you'd be right? an idiot not yeah. to use that. Go on there, buy them, support heel and toe, support DWA, and have a rad shirt. I will. You do it. Thanks, man. Uh, where were we? Okay, so was you're at Nicholas work there. Oh, so Nicholas was next. Him? Yeah, so cool. Nicholas was there. Uh, I mentioned that he sponsored a podcast. He looked very confused. Didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um. <laughs> Because <laughs> his wife handles all that stuff. Oh, and, and then she had a great uh, taste. and you're also not wearing a DWA shirt. Or this anything. is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I mentioned Radwood, and we were talking about that. He's like, "Oh, I remember Heather saying something about that." His wife's Heather, and and oh, and then he mentioned, "Oh yeah," I saw, and I saw the article in Jalofnik and all this stuff. So you know, we got talking about it and. He was pretty excited about it, and he's like, oh, maybe next year I'll bring my, uh, he has a 99, no, he has a 2004 GT3, which he's converting to an early GT3, which Art doesn't like. So the Euro style, but he's, it's, um, he's converting it to like the 99 or 2000 GT3 cup, like R or something, this race car. So, and he's doing it all. It's like a big project for Hunziger and he's trading his artwork. He traded his artwork for the car and for all the mods he's doing on it. Wow. For all the work. That's awesome. Must be nice. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a really cool setup. And then he used, and he had this really cool long nose 911 that's all beat to hell. It's his car. Uh, kind of Joshy style, but not quite as shitty. Uh, next, you know, that was his booth car out there. It has Hunziger stickers on it and it's 
all patina and the stickers are faded and stuff. Really, Did you cool. have all of his gear up there for sale? Had all his gear up for sale. And then I forget the dude's name, but the guy working with him is like a friend of his who used to be his mechanic when he raced cars. He would like, and this guy owns a bar in like Arizona or something. Mm. And it's only open six months out of the year. So he just like hangs out and his dad owns this like race shop and they have all these Lola's and stuff. Guy was super cool. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. They that's were right. they were really nice guys, and uh, so yeah, that's good. It was fun. Did he have then, like? Uh, uh, did you see if he had like a big reservoir of passion laying around? Because like I'm sure he had tons of passion. Oh, okay, I could, cool. It was just oozing everywhere. Oh, you should have given I slipped in passion once. Actually, you should have given him some passion fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. He is fueled by it. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. I didn't really get a chance. To, I got a chance to do like one lap of works reunion and, um, I put a little like short blog up today. I barely wrote anything, but it was mainly just pictures from uh works reunion. And my title was, you know, one, one make car shows are boring essentially because they I feel like are. they are. And I feel like, you know, so this Porsche show, it's Porsche only. It's put on the, by the PCA. It used to be part of um, Legends of the Autobahn, which is BMW, Mercedes, and Audi. And it used to be Porsche, which is so, so it's such a great, you know, it's all the German makes, yeah. essentially. It's perfect. The name like, says it all. Yeah. And Porsche sp- spawning off doing their own thing. I think they hurt their show and they hurt the Legends. Definitely. Because now Legends is missing Porsche and... And, and then, the, you know, how cool would it be to have a 959 Dakar rally car next to an S1 Quattro? Yeah. How about a, uh, exactly. I'm just picturing like all those rad, uh, comparisons, a 944 yeah. and an E30 M3. Exactly. Nose to nose, right? Yeah. 928 and whatever we're saying. And a, and a right. six series or an 850, right? Or a five, I mean, 500 SEC or something. Yeah. There's yeah. so many cool things you could do. And, this being all Porsche and I'm, you know, I'm the biggest Porsche fan here and I just find it so fucking boring, dude. Yeah. It's like how many different colors, you know, I, okay, there's G bodies and there's 964s and there's 993s. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Give there's mid years too. There's mid years. And there's mid years. <laughs> give me, give me five of each and I'm good. Right. But, but, but give me like a hundred of each. I'm fucking over it. Maybe dude. we like, should start a petition. Well, I don't think it's a petition so much. It mainly had me. It really had me wanting Radwood to be part of Car Week. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think I think Art I think Radwood could be the best thing during Car Week. I can I can totally see that actually. No, think about it. Yeah. There's the highfalutin car shows which have everything, right? But they're highfalutin and they cost five hundred bucks to get in. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Lemons Car Show, which is. It's a lemons car show, right? It's a little dirt down and dirty. You have, you have Conquerors on the Avenue, free and a mix you, of you everything. You do have that one. It's a mix of everything. But I, mean, I do, I do think it would and it, it would be that plus another level of pedestrian, you know, more driver-centric yeah. cars, yeah. which I think Radwood at Monterey Car Week would be amazing. And I think we would pull a lot from all these shows. And if, imagine you're a Testarossa owner. Uh, that would be a cool move. You're like avoiding yeah. the other ones and going to Radwood where it's more budget friendly. Yep. And more like and you don't poor have to, vibe. And it's that's the thing though, but it's not the full poor. Like 
We still have no, good cars. Core vibe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like core. Hardcore. Yeah, it's core. Yeah. Which also means there's a NA Miata next to a Testarossa. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just had saying. that feeling like we could kill it there. Like, it would just be a fun... I was thinking selfishly, that's the event I would want to see at Monterey Car Week. Totally. I'm because I'm you. thinking of all these things. I'm like, Legends would be rad. Like, I wanted to go to Legends, but then you only have BMW Mercedes Audi. Mm -hmm. And then I... And then you go to the Porsche one, it's only Porsche. Right. And then you go to Conk, you go to the stupid exotics on Canary Row, it's all supercars. I want I want a little mix of all that stuff. Yeah. Radwood era. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean I would I would be curious to know what it takes to do it that week and, and where logistically. Yeah. It'd be interesting. But um But yeah, yeah, I did my so I did my lap of the show. It took me thirty minutes and I barely looked at anything. It's one of those things, overload of the same thing, right? So, you know, a lot of you've heard that a lot of the saying will be like, oh, what's better than one Ferrari F40? 10 Ferrari F40s. I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah. What's better than 10 F40s? One F40. <laughs> one really nice because, one. Because, you know, just really having that like. Next to a 959. Exactly. Being yeah. able to look at those cars as singular objects yeah. is such a great thing, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. So I that agree. was that was my thoughts on that. Okay, um, so you were at Works, then work. we so then I left Works. Took me forever, and we went over to Baja Cantina. Met up with Warren. He was already there. Yep. The drive. Uh, Warren drove from Santa Cruz I after left, work. Yeah, I worked for part of the day on Friday, and then I drove from Santa Cruz at like three ish, and I got there's a lot of traffic leaving the peninsula, like tons coming my way, but I wasn't really impacted too bad crazy stuff on the drive especially as i got closer and closer to monterey like carmel um i mean unbelievable shit because what i realized is that i was seeing works legends and the quail all leaving all of those shows were exiting monterey and 80 percent of it was coming north right so it was crazy i mean i'm not even gonna mention the new stuff it was uh, Carrera GT, uh, racing 300 SL, uh, like a 60 Bentley Continental Type R, um, Testarossa with the single rear view mirror, uh, Porsche 959. I mean, the list just went on. And it I was, saw a GT, I saw a 250 GT California. Yeah. Ferrari. And it was every, every, basically like every two seconds, and the next car was like, where you would say it was the best car you saw all week was that car. And you're like, holy shit. Just driving in normal traffic. Driving in normal traffic. And a lot of it was an awful stop-and-go traffic going uphill. I felt so bad for the guy in the Testarossa. Um, just, like, the worst place to be in a Testarossa, pretty much. It, it, if it was, like, 100 degrees, that might be worse. But it was pretty bad. Bad traffic. Um, and nobody paid attention to my car, of course. But until I got to Carmel Valley Road... And we got to a stop sign, and across the way was a mint silver uh, Volkswagen Cabriolet with a dude driving it. And he, like, craned his neck out and was looking at the E30, and I was looking at his Cabriolet. <laughs> it was Jason Camisa from uh, Motor Trend. Oh, no. Oh, I was right. like, oh, that guy's great taste. Um, and on Carmel Valley Road, there was a big old pack of 
like late teen, early twenties kids, like the kids at Canepa that yeah. run around with their cameras and like yeah, yeah. when yeah, they sit on the corner, car when spotters. they see a car spotters, there's probably ten or fifteen of them all with their cameras. So they're all taking the same picture, by the way, and watching all the cars that I was watching. That whole just everyone leaving the quail. Pretty rad angle, actually. I mean, it's free. You get to just sit back and yeah. chill. Crazy stuff, though. I mean, cars that I was just blown away that were, A, like driving. So you know? cool. Um, I've done that with cars leaving Laguna. Just yeah. Just park like a mile down the road. And just, just park on the go. side of the road and just take pictures when they when yep. they go by. You get driving shots. and Totally. Yeah, they were they were totally had it. They were definitely more focused on the Aventadors and, and that stuff. But, uh, yeah, a beautiful duetto would drive by and then... Um, you know, Pagani and it was just crazy. It was really like probably the craziest collection of cars I've ever seen. So anyways, uh, insider tip, if you want a Friday afternoon, like three, four o'clock park somewhere, you know, in that little area. And you're going to see like some of the craziest cars yeah, in the world. You're going to see stuff from four shows. Exotics right. on Canary Row. Right. They're also going to that show. And there was a Lamborghini event in Carmel Valley. So they were coming from that as well, which I didn't give a shit about. It was all Aventadors. Um, but it definitely adds to the flair, you know, guys, you can see them coming and, uh, yeah, yeah it's just, yeah, nonstop. Really cool. And then we went to Baja Cantina where Eric Horton, our buddy, was hosting a little uh, dinner. And that was cool. Um, great, great scene. Those guys had just gotten back from the quail. You had gone back from works. And we were all kind of getting ready to go to the Porsche party. And um, the guy from Fast and Loud was there. Uh, Richard Rollins yeah, was at the table next to us. Woo! He was uh, next to us. And then... Um, and then he left, and then a bunch of older, very wealthy-looking people came and sat down at that table. And we were sitting with the main um, acquisition guy from uh, Canepa. I forget his name. Sean? Sean. Yeah. And he recognized one of those guys and said hello, and they sat down. And then a guy kind of late arrival. It was uh, Nick Mason, drummer of Pink Floyd. Oh, right. Very and cool. he drives, owns a bunch of cars, but a GTO. 250 GTO famously that he lends out to magazines yeah. all the time. Like basically if you see a GTO in a magazine, like in a comparison test or something, it's his. And, uh, someone said hi to him and I was just like, I don't get starstruck that often, but dude, that guy. It's pretty insane. I mean, think of all the hours, or at least for me, hours of listening to Pink Floyd and that's the guy. Like. That dude. And he has a rad car collection. And he's like a crazy Remember, car I mean, collector. He, I think he was the one on Top Gear where he flew away in his helicopter. And, uh, right, you know, right. And That's like, his oh, life. Yeah, yeah, I think he like has a permanent uh, track day at Silverstone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was kind of a, a little bit of a highlight of what was to come. Mm-hmm. And then we... Uh, so it was Croc GT4, uh, Racing Ali, Lane and myself... Uh, we jammed down the road to uh, the quail area, and that's where Porsche had set up this huge fucking Porsche Centrum, they call it. Yeah, insane party. I mean, I would guess this party cost a million dollars. How's the throw. building? It's like a structure they, Unbelievable. they make. Unbelievable. I mean, lighting, and they had a band. And, and these uh, walls that are, they're like uh, fake, they're sheer, they're... 
cloth walls with Porsche written on them. Yeah, and, stuff. and it seemed all like one-time use, but it was all very yeah. high-end too. So, like outdoor decking. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and it, it was built in a little like lawn area, and you yeah. would never have known it. You know. So we got there early. Rad parking. It was Jeff Zwartz three fifty six uh, racing all these beautiful two thousand two, and then uh, Phil's uh, Sharkified GT four. So that was a cool scene. There was one of those uh, crazy G wagons, the four by four squared um, neon yellow that was just leaving, and cool setup. Um, and we kind of hung around and just like looked at cars and talked and stuff. Yeah, there was a singer. There was. Uh... 964. Three, two or three 911Rs. 964, the, it was a 94 Carrera 4 wide body. Oh, sweet. That was which is a really rare. cool car. What color? It was a 30th black, anniversary. Black, black. Black, black. Yeah. Right. Really cool. Um, and then a bunch of cars started filtering in, uh, mostly modern stuff, GT3 RSs, um, new Panameras, stuff like that. Uh, two yellow 996 GT3s. Uh, McLaren P1 with a matching Singer and a matching 911R yeah. all parked next to each other. <laughs> so someone was feeling themselves that mm-hmm. night. Um, and then, you know, the bunch of, like, Porsche McLaren celebrities. 720S. Porsche celebrities were there. Um, the head of motorsports, who I can't remember his name, but... Andres uh, Pred- Pregen- Predinger. Predinger? Yeah. Uh, Phil had him sign his hood. <laughs> and Ollie asked him... <laughs> the top him, of his hood? No, no the he, inside, yeah. And Ollie asked him um, why they don't use the new carbon fiber wheels. And his what was his answer? It was pretty classic. It was like, uh, I'm not a fan of those. I'm not a fan of those. I only use magnesium. Yeah, because they can't handle the heat of racing application motorsport. Yeah. So it yeah. kind of says they're all show, no go. Uh, Michael Strahan was there. Adam Carolla, you know, yeah. all the Spike Ferristons. Oh, yeah. Oh, you talked to uh, uh, Spike Ferriston? Dude, so Spike Ferriston was there talking to Michael Strahan, and in the corner, just chilling, like looking at his phone, was Paul Zuckerman, the money. Oh, oh nice. So I went the over money. and talked to him for like 20 minutes. Nice. He totally, he was like stoked on DWA. Oh, cool. and, um, we were talking about like auction stuff and what he's, you know, interested in and how he, I was kind of asking him like how you met Spike and he was, it was rad. Super nice guy. Um, he was definitely a fan of DWA and, and what we're doing. He was like, Oh shit, I follow you guys. I'm That's like, I cool. know. <laughs> um, so that was funny. He was like, how do you know what I look like? Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering. And I'm like, well, Spike posted pictures of you. Like you were at the quail and, uh, other times. Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So now we have a lawyer on retainer. Yes. He's, he's totally on board. Um, it's not cheap. No, on retainer. Yeah. It's yeah. not cheap. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think what else, who else is there? Alex Sharkworth. Oh, we uh, hung out with him. Magnus Walker. Magnus. Patrick Long. Yeah. Um, and it was a it was a nice party. I mean, I've been to a lot of these type of events through Pebble Beach and other shindigs. They did not spare any expense. There's a lot of food and stuff. I mean, we were pretty full, but an open bar, and there was people walking around, like you know, the waiters walking around with appetizers, mixed drinks, and wines. And then one of my best friends. Ryan yeah. McNulty turns out to be the whiskey bartender <laughs> just by chance. Awesome. I was like, holy shit. What a connection. And he pulls out a 21-year Belvini oh. scotch and pours that for me and puts it back under the shelf. I'm like, oh. Wow. I will walk around. And, and they were uh, they were rolling cigars. 
Yeah. Giving them out. Oyster bar. I mean, it yeah. was it was quite, classy. Quite a was, scene. It, was there a center of attention? Was there any like so, any or anything? So they had a they had a little you know press conference kind of deal about why what the party was all about, and they had the GT2 RS, the new one, parked front and center, the one that you've seen in all the magazines, same car. Yeah. They also had this, in my opinion, quite. Uh, ugly yellow, golden yellow, uh, orangey. It's the uh, 911 Turbo S Special Edition or custom or something edition. Essentially, it's advertising it's, that you can customize these cars now in a special. But no, but this is like a, it's like, I don't know, it's a numbered car and they're making whatever so many and it's 259000 dollars or $260 something yeah. thousand dollars. It had, uh, yeah, unusual wheels. Uh, every it was just looked like everything they could put on it, like mm-hmm. carbon bits, and, mm-hmm. and it's like it an just, ugly shade of gold. It was like your and favorite uh, BMW some... color art. What's that uh, saffron? Oh, freaking Phoenix yellow. Metallic. Yeah, it was like a Phoenix. So, yellow. A so I thought I, I figured the center of attention on a pedestal with uh, really killer lighting would be that uh, wonderful watch they just released. <laughs> yeah, well, that I was, was there next to the GT2. They built a whole freaking Porsche store in this yep. party. They had bags and sunglasses oh, and like shit Porsche design you could buy. <laughs> yeah, Porsche, all Porsche design shit. And then uh, they had the new Panamera. And out front, they had uh, a whole lineup of Porsches. So they had all the Caymans, Boxers. They had a new GT3. Oh, bonus trivia! How many had a clutch pedal? <laughs> Zero. New GT3 did not, not have a clutch pedal. Not the one they had. What Zero. the hell? You think they would have done that? New GT3 was, I mean, it looks like a 911, but it's a pretty good looking car. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good party. We had a lot of fun, though, because it was, I mean, it was a party, and we were kind of with our car friends. Jono showed up a little later, and uh, yeah, Alex from Sharkworks. Yeah, Jono was kicking it. I'm genuinely jealous. We were, My buddy Eric. It was it was very cool. Sounds I was like a really good time. If you, if you get invited next year, it's uh, you felt like it was a special event, and they put it a lot of time and money into that thing. So, um, oh, we met the the inventor of the, the WhatsApp. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was there. Some other random celebrities that, and uh, as Paul Zuckerman called it, some inappropriate pairings. <laughs> <laughs> he showed me That's some pictures from the, the Ferrari party. Uh, he went to the Ferrari party the night before. It was, he, I mean, basically said it was a joke uh, how different, basic, you know, Porsche people are real people. Like they might even mm. drive their cars yeah, hard yeah. and have owned a bunch of them and are into it. Like the Ferrari thing was weird, rich huh. people. That's <laughs> so like crazy pairings, uh, like we're talking 65-year-old white-haired man with a 20-year-old Russian model? Ex- ex- yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And not just a 65-year-old, yeah, like a weird, uh, eccentric <laughs> guy yeah. in like, green shoes and, you know, a, I don't know. <laughs> Let your imagination. And he's with two 30-year-olds that are trying to look like they're 15. Yeah. Um but yeah, so anyhow, that was our, our little taste of Porsche party. Yeah. And, and that pretty much wrapped up our car week. It kind of did for me. I mean, I drove home afterwards and I felt like I'd seen plenty and I was pretty glad to just stay home for the weekend and watch it on Instagram or on uh, the internet, what have you. And yep. um, yeah, I didn't miss Pebble. I thought Tom might call me and go down there. I don't think he did. But if he called, that would have been like kind of hard to say no. I yeah. probably would have gone. But uh, so you don't answer your phone. I know, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it was great. And, I was uh, I was planning on going down the next day, 
for uh, the Laguna. races and lemons and then I, the Lamborghini party. Yeah. But my wife was super sick, so mm-hmm. I ended up staying home the whole weekend. Yeah. I actually talked to Drew and uh, Gabe as well, uh, SF Production Gabe. He was asking if we were going down or what our story was, and Drew was going down. They ended up going, I think, with uh, Matt and uh, to the races. 110 bucks to get in. Damn, I had so an extra two, ticket. Two twenty to for two of them. I I did kind of. I was a little bit bummed. I wasn't at the racetrack. Mika Hakkinen did the laps in oh. the Formula One car. Oh, I didn't know that. Nineteen seventy four McLaren. Whoa, that's cool. It seemed that like there was been cool a, there were watch. a lot of cars there that we didn't see. So yeah, many. So well, you got to imagine that paddock is full. Yeah, on, yeah. on exactly this, the last weekend, and it's only like half thirty. Full. Yeah, yeah, thirty percent. I felt. Actually, this year at the pre-reunion, there wasn't... We didn't see any of the vintage, like the old... There we was, didn't see any of the Bugattis. Yeah, yeah. There were no Can-Am cars either. We didn't see any of the 959... Or, uh, sorry, like 917s on the track or anything, right. really. Uh, we didn't see... There wasn't any of the Mustangs or Camaro. I mean, I guess there was a few, right? But... Yeah, there was I no felt like there things. was it was missing. Well, you're right about the pre-war stuff. There was none. No pre-war, right? Yeah. No, and I don't know why that is. Um, maybe they just they're so old they don't push them two weekends in a row. They just yeah. do one. But man, if I had those cars, I'd I'd want the opportunity to get them out. And the last couple of years, like was it is it RM or Bonhams had like a, a they little did. preview thing? They oh, did that. they have it? Yeah, oh. yeah, they had a RS uh, two hundred. Um. And that uh, championship-winning 1980 Formula One car. Oh, okay. Some other stuff. Um, I asked Drew, who went on Saturday, if it was worth if it was worth basically you know five times uh, admission to go on that week. He's like, no, not at all. I mean, you yeah. get the gist of it. Yeah, for a yeah. Reunion, but you know they have all those vendors too, which I kind of like looking through. And uh-huh. then that is kind of Singer fun. had Singer had the full display. Had Michelin, and it was like. 12 or 18, I forget. Yeah. And then Drew, I was like, I'm like, well, at least you got to see the singers all in one place. He's like, dude, we missed it. We did, Ah. we saw it on Instagram later. (laughs) We're like, shit. And, uh, Bring a Trailer had a booth and display. Oh, Which seemed cool. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff. I would go for free, but I mean, but I think it's like we were talking about earlier, you know, um, one F50 is just as good as 12. And, even last weekend, I didn't see everything that was there. Yeah. No, I know. Exactly. So Definitely didn't watch all the racing. No. Nope. Didn't do it all. So, yeah. I have no no complaints. And uh, I think if we miss the pre-reunion, you could make a case for going. But, yeah, it was great. I mean, it, it definitely, doing all that stuff, it, even though we live 45 minutes away, it's it would be nice to just be there, you know, have the week off work. But every yeah, year I say sure. that, and then it's like, I'm not really going to. Mm-hmm. do that so yeah we had a bunch of friends that were staying down there I know. places and i stuff. know yeah it was yeah not a bad call so man that uh yeah, kind of wraps it up um do you guys have anything oh i do have one more thing i'm going to be helping someone sell a 1983 380 sl okay um it's gray on gray but this car it's got higher mileage like 195 and a 1983? Mm-hmm. It's a R107. Yeah, yeah but... I less desirable. They, I thought they went to the 450, like... 450 was earlier. Second. Yeah, this okay. is... A, 450 was 73 through... I forget what year, but... Still but a V8. Start with a... 
What was the first one that they had? The 350, 350 and 72, okay. but it was a 4.5 okay. liter V8. Right. They just called That's it That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And but then it's the 380s. The 380s kind of the, it's what the worst one out of all of them. Yeah. It's hampered. It's a, it's a smaller displacement V8, I yeah. believe. And it's a, it's hampered by a lot of that kind of, Late 70s, early 80s smog stuff. It's got the big bumpers, the yeah. US headlights, all that. It has a couple engine issues that the other cars never had as well because is, of all the smog stuff. This is probably the nicest 3DSL I've ever seen. What color? It's it's gray on gray. It's got the badass power Recaro sports seats. Oh, sick with all the little wow. buttons on the on the. Yeah, that's awesome. It, yep. And it's got... Five thousand dollars stereo system from nineteen eighty three. Oh, that's cool. Who makes that? ADS separate and, equalizer or what? Um, yes, that's in the good. trunk. Oh wow! In the trunk, it's amazing. So it's all ADS components, which is the same speakers I have in my home stereo, and uh, from a similar vintage. They're it's incredible. It sounds awesome. He's got so this car was in a state sale, and um, a friend of mine bought it, and he's he's looking for help selling it down the road. I think I kind of want to buy it. Like, uh, it's so 80s. It's unbelievable. Wait, auto or manual? Phone? It's uh, automatic. I would, all... I would have mentioned it fucking yesterday if I, if I was an, a manual. But uh, it's got a car phone inside, of course, old school. But it also has a full briefcase car phone in the trunk that is has a spot. Like, once you got to your destination, Whoa. you pull out the briefcase phone and take it with you. Wow. <laughs> um, black driving gloves in the glove box. Cases of perfect mint CDs like Steve Winwood and Sade. Oh, no way. It's like a timepiece. Like, I kind of want to just preserve it as that yeah. and wow. just sell it with all that For stuff. Sure. Like, because those tunes are so important to the What wheels does it have? It's got chrome manholes with gold uh, okay, stars. Yeah. It's pretty classic. I think it would look great with some like of your manholes. bunts. Yeah. Or even... That would look uh, awesome. What is he thinking? Uh, well, right. What is he thinking uh, price-wise? The mileage kind of hurts it and the fact it's a 380. So yeah. I, that's a good question. I think it's like in 6 to 10 range. Sounds, Sounds about, right, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It can clean up really. I mean, it's clean. If it's really nice, uh, the thing is, that is really high miles. It is. People. But I think this one has been meticulously maintained. I know, but people are weird about miles. I know. I mean, they you are. and I, yeah, we're fine with that. I know. But I think that's almost a no reserve car. You just roll mm-hmm. the dice. And, and see then also, the 380 is the least desirable R107. That's what I told him. But the, the seats are worth. Fifteen hundred, oh, two grand. The seats are worth maybe three grand, if right? They're nice, if they're yeah. they're perfect yeah. and they work. Um, How much is the Shade CD worth? That's a good question, Brian. That's Probably a good question. Smooth operator. Logos is closing, so I don't oh, know if they'll give you anything. You're right. Uh, anyhow, I'll, I'll have pictures of it when I get back from Europe, and uh, no, we'll, we'll be talking cool. about it. I think what'll happen is I'll just get the car and have it, and to kind of like promote it. Cool. DWA style. Sounds neat. So if you guys want to take a ride, we'll go drop the top and right. talk on our cell phone. Yeah. Take a ride in Wham's Mercedes sports car. Oh, thank you, Brian. I think you're right, though. Six to, six to ten. It's kind of right there. And I think knows? the color helps it. It's a great color. And, and those Recaros. The Recaros and, and the, the period the correct. what you're saying. And the speakers, it sounds so killer. It's like the highest end audio of 85, probably, which about- I think was probably one of the highest... Ever. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you think uh, they've gone the same way, right? As cars were. Things have gotten yeah, cheaper. They get all cheap. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. So I uh, I like the car, and I'll be talking about it. Anyways, if you're interested, holler at Driving Will Awesome. Um, you guys ready for some trivia? It's trivia. Oh, ready. I have one question for you. Mazda made the news. If you know this answer, don't say it out loud yet. Just think about it. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Shit, Brian, damn it, I told you. Damn it. Um, Mazda made the news. It's about spark plugs, maybe? Okay, anyways, end of trivia. I cool. said it's about Dude, spark plugs. Such a jerk. Good job. He said, he called it out. He said, don't No, say I was it. asking. You could have waited till I asked. Yeah, oh, you could have waited. Just until... ask the question. Gosh. <laughs> What has Mazda eliminated from their vehicles? <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god, dude! Dude, oh, lame. lame. In hopes of get out of your magazines. Yeah, I'm I know. so sorry, Warren. That sucks. If All I right, Lane, back it up. Well, they eliminated spark plugs coming out this next year or something, but they're still going to have spark plugs, I guess. Well, I think this will be their. But it'll uh, no. I mean, but even that engine will have a spark plug for when the car. Maybe it's like when it starts or something. Or so when it, you know, for the first like five minutes of driving or something, they're going diesel. It needs all spark diesel. plug. I don't know what well, they're doing. No, they're not diesel. It's all a new trick. Yeah, and some new technology. Yeah, they're really high compression. Like it's a it's a high compression gas motor, which is such high compression that it can you know. And they're claiming ten miles per gallon uh, more efficiency throughout. Yeah. Whatever engine uses that technology. Wow, it's awesome. So it's kind of like taking it to that diesel level. Right. Without having to have a yeah. diesel engine. That makes sense. And they're working with Toyota on it, so maybe it'll go across all Toyotas, too. Yeah. So does that mean Mazda, uh, Toyota might buy Mazda? I don't know. Because Mazda, I feel, has always needed, they've wanted like a suitor, kind of. How do you guys feel about car companies teaming up together? I like it. I'm down. Oh, really? I like Sometimes it, it bothers me. Why? I always, I kind of feel like it's cheating. Give an example of one that bothers you. Subaru and Toyota doing the FRS. I, I feel think... like then we don't get a Subaru competitor. You know what I mean? Like, they could come up with a whole new thing that we don't even know about. But I feel like they're combining resources. No, I know why they do it. I I just think it's it's cheap and it, like, dilutes our automotive enthusiasm. Yeah. We're getting cheated out of another opportunity to see something different. We just need freaking uh, Nissan to step up their damn game and Honda to step up their game. That's the problem. Yeah, Toyota needs to make a real sports car in the, like, Supra range. I guess they're trying. In the, like, $50,000 range. Mm Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Yeah, they're supposed to bring back the Super, right? Seventy but that's years one ago. of those things you hear. How about the Celica? I guess that is the FRS fills that spot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah the Celica I think so. had a good back seat and stuff. It did, and cooler fender flares. The Celica's real well, back I mean, seat. You're talking I about one year, it's probably about yeah. the same as one generation. Do you think it is? Or yeah, they're I pretty. Feel like FRS is really tight. Oh yeah, FRS has a decent back seat. All right, Celica. Fuck, I blew it, dude. Or I'm the biggest winner ever. I mean, I kind of knew. That's why I said, like, hey, idiot, that reads every fucking magazine yeah. and online Don't bullshit. Answer. Just shut up until I'm done reading the question. <laughs> Is it about spark plugs? <laughs> that's that's what the episode title should be. technical and question or something. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of technical for these dummies. <laughs> it's uh, super technical. God damn it. All right. Uh, well, hopefully the listeners learned something today. I know I did. Art? Oh, hey. You see what the McLaren F1 sold for? Jeez. Yeah, I sent you guys a text all about Holy it. Okay, crap. well, we didn't talk about it. I know, 14, but I figured five, that's right? like front page was it 13, news. 15. 15. 15. 15 world record. And it was a normal McLaren F1. Yeah, it was the first McLaren F1 brought to the U.S., so first federal federalized car. 
I mean, that does help if you want to use it, but that is not why someone bought it for $15 million. No. They could federalize any McLaren F1 if they really wanted to and had that kind of money. That shows you how good those fucking cars are. Cool. Yeah. And it doesn't really. It just, I mean, it just shows you that no, no Bugatti will ever reach that. No it's, Koenigsegg. No other other yeah. car in that class will ever get to that point. You could say it's worth $15 million. Yes. Like, that car is worth it. And there was one unsold in 2005 sitting in the McLaren showroom, an F1. I think it sold for retail. Yeah. A million bucks. They couldn't sell the last one. It just was because of, you know, a bunch of other world factors. Well, yeah, but it still. also took, like, you know, the whole industry to change and, you know, the way that cars have, you know, changed dramatically, right? Or modern vehicles are not what they used to be, <laughs> ultimately, sure. right? So Something so visceral, long tail like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The long tail a couple of years ago sold for like, what is it, five million or something? It was six or something. And that was crazy. I know. So and then just Larry to Ellison's, see the progression. Larry oh. Ellison sold for four, yeah. I think. And that was crazy. Yeah. And that, oh, and then uh, what's his name? Mr. Bean sold his, right? And that one was salvaged. Like two, three times. Yeah, he would crash it a couple times. Um, but but it's crazy to see that 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 fifteen million mark is ridiculous. Unbelievable That's for yeah. a modern car, it's uh, it's unequaled and so it never will be. I haven't I haven't looked at like the auction results for Porsche Ferrari to see what what yeah, really happened this week. Either. I, I kind of I'm curious to look, but I did see that. Um, like I forget, uh, was it Jaguar sold for twenty two million or something, which is the most expensive British car ever. Right. So car, there's still these well, record no, breakers no. are still happening. Absolutely, but I'm saying a contemporary of the. No, no, I know. I'm not yeah. comparing it to that. Yeah. I'm just saying like the market People seem to be down, cars. but still the high end stuff. Oh, for like sure. Like this McLaren, that Jaguar. Cars are still getting huge I can't, money. I can't wait to see the story about how this car was sold and and how many what the bidding was like. Yeah, is this? Do you from? think it's an outlier? Though? Do you think it's just like a circumstance? Like basically, <laughs> no. You know, I mean, I, I well, I just don't. It doesn't make it hard to come by. It's hard to come by. There's like 150 of them, yeah. and I think, I think you'll see a couple more come out next next you'll year. You'll see them after this. People are gonna be like, "Holy shit, I have one of those," and that's. Three and times I don't more. drive it, and I'd like, like to have a three bunch times of other more cars. than I thought I could get for yeah. mine. Yeah. Well, yeah. but then, so like, the more flood into not. the marketplace, the cheaper I know, they get, the right? So, like, yeah, that's what happened right. to the Toyota 2000 GTs, right? And F40s, yeah, yeah. So, you're right, there will be a little interesting to see what happens, but they're still super rare, they're still the pinnacle of supercarness, at least in my mind, and there'll never be another car like it. So, all or get out your checkbooks. I saw well bought, well bought at fifteen million. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, Art, we'll see you next time. See you guys in a couple weeks. I'll I'll miss you Bye. dearly. Have fun in at the BMW Museum. I'll take no pictures. I'm going to take Instagram off my phone. No, you're not, dude. You're going to be posting rad shit. <laughs> do it, no. man. Hey, Why would I? Do it, be good for DWA. I'm going to help the brand. Stuff. Yeah, help Thank the you. brand. I'm going to help our friends. Post some stuff. Ah. I'm going to. <laughs> it's the least I could do. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, Mike. Bye. Later. Goodbye. Bye.
really big question, Warren. I know. This is but a different podcast. Asking it makes me think that you don't understand what forest life is all about. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly do not.